You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us or have a great podcast idea that needs a home, please reach out to us at podcastdatfeeling at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. And always remember to question the answers. Go get it. Welcome back to another edition of Wrestling With Our Thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy Black Mac and Frank D. Frank, how you been, brother? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Been doing all right. Been doing all right. It's been a minute since we've done the podcast. Uh, my apologies. You know, we got a ton of shit going on, but we are back. To we have a down. ton of shit going on, but in reality, you're a fucking flake. How? Because you're a flake. All right, you know, all right. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, hey, you want to podcast? <laughs> and, and then I'm sitting around looking like a jabron and then taking notes, taking, taking notes, notes and shit or whatever, and thinking that we're going to do something, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. You're right. You know what I mean? I'll accept it. Exactly. I'll accept it. So, I'll, but other than that, we got shit going on. So. The, yeah, yeah. Other exactly. than that, we, we do have shit going on. Exactly. But you're right. You're right. So we got we to gotta start sitting down and doing these shits more regularly. Exactly. Because a lot of shit happens, and. Real truthfully, we talk about wrestling almost every every fucking day. Exactly. Actually, we talk about it every day. Exactly. We just don't sit down and actually do a podcast. Exactly. But we, we talk a lot of wrestling, and a lot of shit happens that we actually text each other back and forth. And it's like, oh, this shit happened, and this shit happened, and damn it, why aren't we talking about a podcast? Exactly. So, but we're here. So, with that being said, all the shit that's happening... Uh, by now, AEW has settled into a groove, and lately, their TV has been outstanding. The last pay-per-view, Revolution, was a decent pay-per-view, uh, which kind of scared me because the TV was so good um, that the last time this happened, they went into full gear, and full gear kind of fell flat. But they came off a great pay-per-view. TV has been on fire. Uh, what do you think about it? What are your thoughts? I think that AEW Dynamite on TNT has been consistently one of the better shows that I've watched. It's the only show, I should say, that I've watched right. sports entertainment-wise for the past maybe three or four weeks. Right. And, I mean, I'm watching every week, but I would just say that in the past four weeks, their TV has took a, a day of done complete 180. Right. They have, they have gotten rid of a lot of the BS that they were doing. And they're keeping that on dark, I notice. Right. And they're bringing the top tier uh, primetime players to the big show. Right. And that's what they need to, they need to keep this momentum going. Right. The only issue that I think that they're having is they're having an issue getting to that one million viewership. I don't really find that an issue, though. I, I, I do simply because you're on a primetime spot, you're on TNT. Look at TNA back in the day. Right. When they were on Spike TV. They they pulled a million consistent exactly so that's my only issue with, with what you have but but in reality I'll 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 give them one better when you look at TNA at the time you know when they were on Spike TNA had a lot more you know bigger I would say bigger names right at the time at the disposal you had uh, Team 3D right you had uh, Kevin Nash they had a stacked roster they had a stacked roster, had a stacked roster. Exactly. so AEW I think with that I mean they're you know missing that star power. But they're actually they're building. Cre- they're their creating own stars, stars exactly. right? And, right. Lot, and, and consistently building their own stars, creating their own stars. But essentially, letting all these guys do what they were doing in the indies, right? Just on a bigger stage, right? 
and I, I like that. Right. And you're right; they are they are in a in a star building phase. They don't have a, a lot of star power per se with the mainstream audience. Um, it's more so the casual fan, but the the guys they are bringing in, like the Darby Allens and um, John Moxley, is leading the revolution now. He's the new champion, so I, I think a fresh face other than Chris Jericho is is probably going to help them in the long run because the crowd is actually behind them. Now, in saying that, because a lot of the wrestling fans will say, "Oh, AEW, oh, they you know put the title on another ex WWE guy," that's pretty much the consistent feeling right now all over the internet is that that's what they're doing. He's a he's a WWE. Guy. He's a WWE guy, but in reality, folks. Let's just be honest about this, okay? We have been seeing this type of thing happen in the wrestling business since the beginning of time when someone would come from another organization and win that title. We saw this happen in right. WCW. Right. I mean, Hulk Hogan wasn't a WCW guy. He was By a WWF guy. Right. He was a New York guy. He was an AWA guy. When he came from the AWA, he came to the WWF. He became a WWF champion. So when people say, oh, look at that fucking AWA guy right. winning Vince's belt. You know what I right. mean? We fast forward this to uh, what we have now with AEW. I don't look at, you know, John Moxley or Chris Jericho as WWE guys. I think that they are professional wrestlers that used to well, work I didn't for. I didn't look at Moxley as a as a WWE I don't guy. Look at him at, I don't look at that at all. I think that these guys had an employee at WWE. Right. But they have even, been yeah, even Jericho. Jericho wasn't a WWE. No, I would when I look at Chris Jericho, honestly, even after all these years, I look at Jericho as that guy that came from WCW. Even when he came to right. WWE. Right. He, he's more Jericho made his name in WCW. Jericho people admit that shit or not. Right. Jericho was doing what what the the modern wrestling fan sees now. So you see guy you see guys go like independent independent go to Japan, come back, and then they become like a star. They become a household name. Jericho was doing that shit back in the 90s. Right. So he's he's more of an example of what these guys are becoming, which is why he's such a perfect person for AEW. Right. Because he knows he has the indie experience outside of being on this monster machine global thing that was WWE. He worked his way to that, and now he's given those guys his opportunities. But even with that, what is the biggest difference? Um, and I'll tell you my thoughts on it. What is the biggest difference in your mind right now between AEW and WWE? I think the biggest difference is that you have one TV show that is consistently putting out good content. I'm not going to say great content because there's still room for work. But you have a show that I think consistently is telling good stories every week and they're building to something. I I cannot comment on the WWE's product because I don't watch it. I'm not looking out the way to be like, oh my God, I got to go watch Raw or I got to watch SmackDown or anything like that. Like before we started recording, we were watching a segment of SmackDown on YouTube Involving the NWO tonight when they came out, Hall, right. Nash, and Walton. You know, I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. But right. is that gonna, is, you know, I I gotta go watch Smack now. Right? No, it's not because I there's just when I when it's just a, a different level. I would say a lot of it has to do with just a different level of, of presentation and excitement. I look at the AEW show and it's exciting. 
it, it's you know the people are into it right you know Chris Jericho his entrance the Judas like oh yeah and the crowd know, scene. I, I'm like okay this dude had break the walls down you know <laughs> for years and years iconic and years. iconic song. iconic song you cannot replace break the walls yep. down yep but damn it's damn close right now with Judas man yeah you know what I mean because that that consistently like when he comes out and the crowd's singing that shit he's a fucking heel yes you know what I mean and I think he's 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 digging that shit yeah he sits out and you've seen it with the past uh, the past couple shows he'll come out and he's not even wrestling he'll just come out and speak something but his entrance music hits crowd starts singing that shit and he'll stand there he'll stand there and let him sing it and then he'll be like, "This crowd's stupid." Right. <laughs> he'll say something stupid. Right. Speaking, say, it's, speaking of which, um, his entrance at Revolution with the, the, the oh fire, yeah 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 know, the girl singing that, that did, was did you hear good. the story behind that? I did. I saw it. That was yeah, dope. That, that was, was dope. that was pretty good. But of course, people out there bitching and complaining about it. You know why? I, I, I thought I, that was that, awesome. People just are gonna you know whatever. People, people are gonna wrestling fans are always gonna find something to complain about. Well, I mean to to be fair, because when he when when it happened, I was like, oh, this is different, and I was like, it gives the song an actual different feel. Like it, it's different, and then his music hit, and the crowd still sang that shit. I was right. like, he's fucking over. No, he's unbelievable. No, and, and it's gonna be cool when eventually when Jericho turns face. Yeah, it will. He, it will. Eventually, he's. It's coming. He, eventually, I yeah. hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. Because I'm, I'm digging the inner circle. We and we and we finally got our first Stay glimpse, glimpse of the the eventual. And in my opinion, it's going to happen at Blood and Guts, uh, which is basically war, war games. games. Right. But, you know, Vince says our our competitor over there. <laughs> ah, they're nothing but Blood and Guts. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're Blood which and Guts. Which is a, the name itself is exactly. a troll job. Right. So right. Blood and Guts is going to be. Uh, March 25th. Okay. On Dynamite. And two rings. Uh, steel cage covered the whole ring. So, so it's Dusty style. So Dusty style. So, you, so, we're getting, so we're really getting War Games right. pretty much. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's going to have blood. And so. you know with it being Cody. Yep. And being in that lineage, he's going to play it the way Dusty wants uh, Absolutely. To so, so we so. finally got our, our first glimpse pretty much of the Elite versus Inner Circle right. every night, which is something that we've, we've been waiting for for a while. They, they're, they, And that's why I say right here with AEW, they are not rushing these things. They have right. been building to this point. We've had these groups. And look at the thing that AEW has done. They, they've told a great story. They've told a great story. And the thing that I was going to say is that look what they've done as far as they've had the the elite there. They've had the inner circle. They've had the dark order. Right. They've had all these different factions, but they have never intertwined. Right. At all. Right. Look how long the inner circle has been apart from the elites. Right. And all of a sudden now we about to clash. Right. You know what I mean? So that's where I think that they have had the advantage. They, they planted seeds. Yeah. I mean I, I read somewhere where they said they have like about a year's worth of stories already done. Damn. You know what I mean? So if they already had a year worth of stories, imagine what they're working on. Exactly, because now you got to bring in to, to think about. So, okay, you got That's crazy. You got the Lance Archers coming in, right? You know, Lance Archers coming in. You got, you got Lance Archers. Brody there, Lee. There's so many possibilities. You got Brody. fucking Jake the St. Roberts on, on Wednesday. Right. First of all, first of all, you know, we'll go. Kudos, we'll go to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kudos to finally some major organization utilizing the mind. Of Jake the St. Roberts. Yes. This guy has been, been clean and been sober for the past, what, four or five All years. All he needed was a shot. And, and, and basically, because I, you know, I listened to Meltzer the other day, 
Uh, and, and Meltzer was just saying, you know, how many promoters have booked Jake the Snake and have had, you know, basically just been done wrong and all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? Let the past be the past, man. Give the, give the guy an opportunity to go out there and prove himself. If he if he fucking falls down, you ever notice? You, you ever notice whenever Meltzer says something, Cody picks up on it. Right. Anytime Meltzer does something, Cody's on that shit. Right. He 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 basically pick, he picks Meltzer as like an idea spot at times. Because if you say something about it, then he's gonna okay. I can, maybe I can make that work. Right. If I you, thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, that it was. That promo there, right? It was. Jake came out there and popped it. Jake can still go out there and cut a promo. Everything that he did out there the other night, I thought was fantastic. And it's and it's like it was not. I was not expecting to see Jake Roberts. I was wondering how come nobody had utilized right Jake the Saint Roberts. And it's like okay, hey WWE, just like you didn't want to utilize uh, Tony Schiavone, and now Tony Schiavone is over at AEW having fucking fun. Tony Schiavone, once again, he loves the business. His, yep. he t- I listen to his podcast. His wife, you know, Lois says, "You really like this stuff now, don't you?" He said, "Yeah, I love it." He <laughs> did not like it when he was at WCW, right? Especially during those ending years. Oh yeah, he yeah, hated yeah. The shit. Yeah. So it's great to see people. Like that. I love the fact that AEW uh, is giving uh, opportunity for for mm-hmm. some of these talents and for for people to love. I mean, you know, dude, that's the thing. Like, if you I love if you, watching the show, you know, and I don't, I don't right. watch wrestling like that right I, you know I'm just like I'm like you know fuck it but AEW is if you listen watch. if you listen to the talent everybody there is like I'm having the time of my life and it translates it translates when everybody's happy. well not everybody because you know you, you the other day you know Jack Evans oh you know, yeah he, yeah you know uh, he's not he's not having a, a good time right now because <laughs> he feels that they're you know they're not getting uh you know, proper TV time. Okay, well, fine. You know, get on dark. Get on if you're on dark. Get on dark. Get on dark. But I understand. Yeah, he he wants you got to be more involved. T- exactly, want to be more involved. Yeah, sounds yeah. I'm and, pretty sure they're gonna do that. You signed a contract. You're right. in, you're you're in there. You're locked in. So they're gonna get to you. I understand that. But see, it's in all this. You know, the thing too is that the thing about it's like the young bucks, right? I think. The Young Bucks, my opinion, is probably one of the most unselfish tag teams that's in the business right now. They could have been AEW champions a long time ago. And they they set up to where other people can be champion. Because they can. You're right. They can. They really can. Now, you know the team that I think they're dropping the ball with. But I'm tired of seeing job is the Butcher and the Blade. No, they're not jobbing at all. Oh, bullshit. They're not. When, when, is, the, when, when is the last time the Bush and the Blade won a match? Mm, yeah, we can put it like exactly. that. Yeah. yeah. Now, but but that, that tag team, they are they are they are a wonderful tag team. I do think they should be higher in the picture. Exactly. I, I do think the they fucking should. butcher man, the dude looks like Ovi Anderson. Yeah, they they Shit. they have great chemistry together. Oh, they do. I, you know, they a lot of people are dogging like, oh my god, who are these two guys? Bush and the Blade are one of my one of my favorite tag teams on the damn show. And then, but when you put it that way, so maybe they can enter in a storyline, right? But if you if you put them in in the realm, because the main story in the tag team division is obviously Kenny and Hangman, right? And the Young Bucks. That's right. the story of the tag teams. So if if you were to do that, anybody coming after them, they have to be in the story. 
Right. Or at least make it compelling because there's there's a couple tag teams like Private Party. I, other than that guy screaming like a fucking girl, I don't like that. I hate it. Yeah. But they're a great tag team. I mean, you got lots of tag teams over here. Like, yeah. like AEW is if you want their tag, tag team, team wrestling, dude. That's where you. Yeah, go. if you want to be you a tag fucking, team, you, like you just mentioned, Private Party. Yeah, Private Party. You yeah. got Blade the Butcher. You got fucking Lucha Brothers. Lucha Bros. You you got uh, best, best best friends. Friend. Um, shit, even the hybrids. Shit, if you throw them in there, you can make great stories out of it. Yep. And then if they are bringing, if they're bringing AEW Dark to the forefront, then that is a that is a perfect ground to put some of those stories on. Even ones like you want to work on just to see how it happens. It's a great chance to just. I like AEW Dark because it gives you a like a you're just throwing darts at a board at at some point. But the biggest difference to me um, from WWE and AEW is the crowd. The crowd's always hyped. It, they're always hyped. And I, at first I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, y'all got to be sweet in the crowd. <laughs> but then I'm like, they're not sweet in the crowd. No, they're not. They're not sweet in the crowd. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, and they're always hyped. And I'm like, because, uh, you know, WCW used to do that shit back in the day on yep. Saturday night. Yep. And it would have these real thick, deep booze. And it's like, there's nothing going on. And then, I, you know, they, they had to show um, my man Brian Zane over at Wrestling with uh, Regret had did a show called The um, the Grandmasters of Wrestling. Some some crazy shit. And they, they use a crowd sweetener. Right. Like, but you can tell he's loud-ass noise, but these people are just sitting there like this. Yep. Not doing anything. But AEW, they're always hyped. Yep. Especially the people in the front that don't know how to sit down. Right. So, it's just... It's just a level of excitement going on, especially when, you know, that's why I came up when we go. Right, 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 right. Ass off when Jericho comes out, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. That that crowd, that crowd gets me excited to go to that show. Exactly. Because they're always, they're always, and even in in low spots, right. which aren't far and few between, they're still loud. Yep. So and they're always engaged, and that is the biggest difference. Like if I. I'll actually watch NXT and AEW Dynamite side by side yeah. one night. And the crowd difference was just night and day. It was night and day. There was, and don't get me wrong, NXT has great wrestling. Right. Great wrestling. Right. But the crowd factor is night and day. There was high spots in NXT matches yeah. that were the lowest spot in the AEW match. You know, the thing, too, with uh, NXT that I've always had an issue with is, aesthetically, it's just not very, you know... The, the full presentation cell. is not pleasing to me. Like, yeah. it's too dark. Yeah. You know, everything there is just... Full it's, cell. It's, yeah. It's just it's just too dark. It's When I look, when I look over here at AEW, don't, and, I, and the one thing I would say about AEW is that, you know, when they're, when they're in the ring and they're performing, they have a tendency to turn down the lights. Right. Don't... Turn down lights. You got people all the way up there, right? You know what I mean. That, and I, that and you I'm, and see. I'm checking the tickets, you know, days in advance for these shows. So I'm seeing where they're at. You know, I'm, right. I'm looking at them like, ah, shit. So they got these tickets here that need to be sold and whatever. But majority of all the tickets are gone. Right. Show off that crowd, man. You got right, 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 to turn right, the right. lights off. You know, when that, when you turn the lights off, that lately dark, it they looks like right. It looks like WCW towards the end, right? When nobody was fucking there, right? You know what I mean, lately they've been better at lighting the crowd or yeah. showing. It, um, especially that the one in Atlanta, the one in Atlanta, they showed the whole crowd, right? Because it was damn near sold out, right? Um, and they showed that, and it looked, it looked awesome, 
Right. It really did look awesome. But some of these, and I think it's kind of like a camera trick for most of these venues because they aren't very big. Right. Um, it's I, It probably can be a camera trick to just make the arena look bigger than what it is. But I don't, they don't really need to do that. No. Because, shit, you, if you're selling it out, just show the whole crowd. That's what I would do. I, yeah. I, I'll be proud of a right. of a sellout at, at, a, at one, of those, uh, one of those markets. Especially a market that doesn't really do well. Right, you go out and there, you're you do doing it. well exactly. in that market. Yeah, exactly. show it off. Exactly. So one of the stars, up and coming stars, or one of the best stories being told right now is, was MJF versus Cody. It seems like they've moved on. I think they're in a holding pattern. They're in a holding pattern. With I it. think they're holding pattern. Yeah, they're not that. You you can't tell me that this guy, you know, threw it through the towel in, kicked him with the nuts. And it's over. And, and it's over. You right. know what I mean? It's it seemed on Dynamite they seemed to, to move kinda past what they were doing. They're they're kinda teasing now of MJF setting his sights on the world title. Right. Pritchard. Which which if you do that, then that opens a possibility up for later. Um, okay, so MJF has a belt, Cody Sim wants his shot. Okay, MJF uh, is a world champion, so to speak. Let's say he's he wins a belt. So at this point, like, okay, uh, Cody, uh, you were told that if you lost the match against Chris Jericho, you could never again challenge for the AEW championship. You lost. So how do we then now? You think if MJF gains that title, it sets Cody it, it on a sets different Cody path. on a different path to get the belt back? Exactly. I get you. Yeah. I get. I get you. Right. That that makes sense. So, speaking of NJF, uh, he's been in the news. He made TMZ, uh-huh. which can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing on how you look at it. I so, think it's a terrible thing. <laughs> so, he's in there for flipping off a seven-year-old. Right. I saw the video. Right. So, question. Did he go too far into kayfabe? Okay. So, here's the thing. Uh, this was a paid meet and greet. Right. You were paying to be there. Right. It's not some shit where, okay, oh, hey, you're going to go to Walmart. Oh, shit, there's MJF. No, this is a paid meet and greet. Right. You knew exactly what you were getting yourself into when you're going to go see this character. If I'm okay. going to go see MJF, I want this motherfucker that talks shit to me all the time on that TV screen. I want the motherfucker that's going out there and, and knocking people's beers out of hand and, and taking their hands off. That's what you expect. You paid. You that's paid what you paid for. for. All right. So... What would you say if someone has a problem with him flipping off a seven-year-old? Okay. Because there, the the conversation on MJF has been polarizing on right. this on this point. So there's people, and I've engaged a couple people, yeah, that absolutely hate it. He went too far. AEW should shouldn't be doing this type of thing. Right. This is the this is the genuine conversation. Mm. He's wrong. He shouldn't be doing that to a seven-year-old. Okay. Um, that's way out of line. He broke. He he. I understand he's a character, uh-huh. but that character went too far okay. into it. Um, so let me explain something to you. When I was uh, six, seven years old, I was cussing my ass <laughs> off. All right. Um, when same, I was at school, same. I was cussing my ass off, flipping people off, everything. I don't know what what the hell happened, but <laughs> we had kids that were his age um, in the attitude era wearing 
Austin 316 shirts and, and shirts that said other side jackass on them. Yep. So, I don't know what, this, and the kids, you know, the dads up there talking about, oh, you know, can we just stop I wouldn't let my kid. I wouldn't let my kid. You know, right. Now, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you, you're just, you're up here just trying to get free shit is what you're trying to do. You, you're going out there and you want to make a big spectacle. You knew exactly what it was when you went to the line. And MJF and Wardlow were in character the entire time. It's a wrestling thing. MJF is a heel. Get over it. If you don't like it, then don't bring don't your bring kids, your kids to or whatever and stop watching. Go watch that PG shit at WWE. And 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 it's like you say this, but then it's like I'm watching every day when uh, the Raw stars were in Brooklyn or wherever for Raw, and I see uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins out there, and there's these little kids standing out there, and they walk right past the motherfucker like he don't exist. Oh yeah, that so, happens. So so it's like okay, at least Drake got flipped off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So and and with that, so with that whole thing, there was another video that came out right. with uh, MJF flipping off a kid, and the kid flipped him off back. And so it was like some it's, parents are it, cool with it. Exactly. Some parents, it's some parents wrestling. Are. Right. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. You know, it's like Jim Cornette said years ago. Like when Turner, you know, Regal came out there and Savage Burgess says uh, they wanted to get after Dusty because the Road Warriors spiked him in the eye. <laughs> they say, "Oh, too much, too much violence on a wrestling show." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. It's just, it's it's whatever. I didn't really see a big problem with it. I think uh, MJF is is one of the better. Uh, performers today, he consistently stays in character. He never breaks, right. and it's hard to find. And, and, and it, you know, real, it really for somebody is. to take kayfabe and and being kayfabe for this long. You, it's just I'm not a problem with it. Yeah, and some of the, some of the people because I have friends that were like, I can't believe he did that. And I'm like, do you even follow this guy? And some people were like, yeah. And so that, for the people that were like, no, and I'm like. You have to actually watch this guy because he's actually. If you this didn't surprise me, right? It, it really didn't. I I think people just blew it out of proportion. I was like, like this, this is this is not surprising considering his character, right? Like just two days before this picture came out, he mushed a grown ass man, <laughs> like like pushed his cap. Right the fuck off his head exactly. in the middle of a match. Exactly. <laughs> like, and threw a beer on and somebody. Yeah, threw a beer on somebody else. So I'm like, this didn't surprise no, me. No, it's, it's like a big deal. And I'm like, if this kid is like this right now, where he's getting, you know, upset because somebody flipped him off, I hate when you go to right. junior and high school. The, you're right. And I was like, I was like, if the parent didn't say anything about it, then okay. And from what I've seen, the parent has said nothing about it. So I don't understand why. Parent had a problem with it. He's like, you know, he his son didn't calm down until he took him to meet <laughs> Joey Janela. I'm like, okay, so you're just waiting for that 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 you know shout out pretty much from Tony Khan telling you, hey sir, uh, DM me so we can send you a little, you right, know, little so, Jimmy some free shit. Right, 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 yeah, right. Whatever, dude. But yeah, moving on. Yeah. WWE. Uh huh. So. With Crown Jewel, right? Uh, there was a changing of the guard, so to speak. Goldberg was defeated it Crown Jewel. Or was it Super Showdown? Was it Crown Jewel? I think it was Super Showdown. It was su- Super Showdown. Yeah, some bullshit. It was in Saudi Arabia. Some bullshit. It's fucking Crown Jewel. Exactly. <laughs> the crown. The crown of. of it was the, on a Thursday. Yeah, the crown of Super Showdown. Yeah. There you go. The crown of Super Showdown. But anyway, uh, Goldberg defeated the Fiend to right. capture. The WWE Universal Title. Correct. 
and immediate outrage uh-huh. <laughs> was cried because the fiend dropped the title. Was it too soon to have him drop it? Okay, so I don't think it was because I'm one of the people that don't believe the fiend needs a championship. Um, I the fiend Bray Wyatt to me is bigger than, than the title. Exactly. He's Do you think he should have had it in the first place? I don't really think he she should have had it. I don't think he needed it. Jake the Saint Roberts. I don't, yeah, I don't, the I don't think he needed it either. Name me one title Jake the Saint won when he was in the WWF. None. He never won any because he never needed it. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't need it. Only thing I remember Jake when he was um I think Jake was a TV champion out in uh NWA. That was it. Yeah. He might have had something in mid south, but he don't need the fiend didn't need the belt. You're not going to bring a Hall of Famer in with the name of, of Goldberg, which Goldberg is a bigger name than The Fiend. Right. So you're not going to bring him in and, and have him job. You, to you, The Fiend. To The Fiend. You can't do it. So, they never should have clashed to begin to with. To begin with. You never should have right. had in that in that predicament to begin with. You could have gave, uh, if you wanted to do something, you could have had The Fiend versus Goldberg. If you were going to go that route, you could have had that for WrestleMania. Right. If you wanted to do that. You, I mean, obviously... WWE were like shit we got something with Goldberg because of the amazing ratings that they pulled on Smackdown when he was on for that one segment right so they had to do something okay the Saudi shows are actually becoming more important than Wrestlemania if you want to think about it elaborate because <laughs> I, I, I want to I want to see where you're headed because you got two two title changes in Saudi in, Arabia in Saudi Arabia yeah exactly both universe titles it was when The Fiend won the championship and when the Fiend dropped the championship to Goldberg okay so they are looking at these shows as more important shows than say Wrestlemania Wrestlemania is just Wrestlemania sells itself it's just it's a brand that sells you know what I mean that though that is true I mean I don't give a shit about Mania dude the only reason I watch Mania like, I, I'm really not excited for yeah, Mania exactly. I, 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 can, I don't care about it I'm more excited for Double or Nothing Absolutely. A mainly because I'm going too right. but I'm Really, more excited to see what happens at Double or Nothing than yeah, I am exactly. at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. So with the Fiend dropping the title, right? Um. So, how would you have booked that? Besides not booking it, I don't know, dude. Like because because obviously, obviously he he didn't need the title, and everybody knows that it, he doesn't need the title. I mean, I if you would have had him, if you, okay, if they were going to do the match, right? So it didn't have to be for the belt. Exactly, but I'm my thinking is why why Goldberg, a, and then if you're gonna have Goldberg there, if it if it's to cater to the Saudi Arabian crowd, fine, fuck it, do it. But Goldberg was just such an odd choice. Right. It was a very odd choice, and in my head, I'm thinking when this match was was announced, I'm thinking okay. It's the Fiend versus Goldberg. And in my head, in my head, I'm booking this thing as you have Goldberg, who's just this monster destroyer, spear, spear, spear. Fiend gets up. Right. Continues to take the spear. He gets up. Right. He gets up. And in my head, that's how I saw it going. Right. He keeps getting up. Go, And he frustrates Goldberg. Eventually, he defeats Goldberg. That's what I was thinking. Nowhere in my head was Goldberg winning the title. 
Oh, I, I knew without a doubt Goldberg was going to take you the shot. You knew that. Oh, hell yeah. You're not going to fly Goldberg to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> You're not going to pay Goldberg all this money just to have him go out there and job. You know, and this and, and Goldberg needed to redeem himself <laughs> so, but, from but, the last the last show he was at in Saudi Arabia when he with, with the Undertaker. Exactly, because Goldberg kept hitting his fucking head on that damn door <laughs> that he's been consistently doing since WCW. When it's like, and dude, fucking, why don't you kayfabe dude, you're, that you're, shit? You're in the fifties, dude. You're you're well, gonna but, fucking. But why would you fucking do it anyway? Just kayfabe <laughs> that. Just sock the damn door before you come out. That's it. <laughs> Ain't no way how I'm gonna be bumping my fucking head on a damn door before I come out there. So you knew when it was announced that he was gonna, he Hell was gonna yeah. win it. I, I know I now I know where your head is um with him winning and what that set up. I knew I know I know why you why you thought that now. Then I was just like, This is stupid. This is a stupid idea. Why would they book Goldberg out of where did Goldberg even come from? Mm. Like, there's so many other people that you could have put the Fiend versus such and such, and insert name here at Saudi Arabia, and it would have made more sense to me than Goldberg. Because coming out of that, coming out of that, now Goldberg's a champion, and he's gonna fight Roman Reigns. I know what they're doing. Goldberg has a title. Take it to Mania, defend it against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wins the title, becomes Universal Champion. He's the man going for it. We know that. Goldberg, why? Why? Why give him the title then, and he's carrying it to WrestleMania? So the question I ask is, why? If this was the, if this is the goal to get Roman Reigns over, why Goldberg? Right? Why have Goldberg win this title? Because you could have did this. You could have did Corbin out of all people. Give fucking Corbin the title and let him hold that shit to Mania. People hate him just as much as they're going to fucking hate Goldberg. You get the same reaction. King Corbin, Roman Reigns, Mania. Corbin's champion. He has the benefit of being champion. You give him a little bit. So you really don't want people to come to the show, huh? I mean, it's going to either be, get, it's, it's, it. it's going to be either that or the coronavirus. But <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. But but Goldberg, it's just all about the draw, man. I mean, who who who's to say that? Okay, who's to say that we actually don't have a set mania, right? Where Roman versus Goldberg is going on, and we we don't see like, well, how does how does Roman beat Goldberg, right? Okay, well, spear. Who, who's to say? Who's to say? That Roman says, fuck it, and doesn't get a taser from Scott Hall. And, 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 that shit's not going to happen. And, and, you know, and, and <laughs> he tases Goldberg, happen. right? And then we have we have the NWO reunion. Oh, uh, that shit's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, that is just so many ways you could have you done this so differently. And it would have made more sense than fucking go. Goldberg doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. Goldberg doesn't make sense to me doing anything in WWE. It, period. It, it just seems like the Twilight Zone for some reason. Right. Movie. So think, when him and when yeah. him and the Fiend was announced, I was like, where the fuck is Goldberg even coming from? And then when he won, I was like, what? Right. What the fuck is this? 
Now we're gonna now we're gonna have him carrying the belt to Mania. I think all it is. He's not gonna wrestle on SmackDown. He's 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 not. He doesn't need to wrestle on SmackDown. I mean, let's put it like this. So yeah, all I, he's really doing is just he's just holding the title. That's it. That's all he's doing. Well, yeah. I mean, but there's no difference than when Brock Lesnar just holds the title. True, but with Brock, there's a credibility there. And it's funny because you know Brock Lesnar and Goldberg right now, ladies and gentlemen, are your two world champions in WWE. Yes, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Yes. Okay. Think about this. WrestleMania 20 was how how long ago? Like 15 years ago. Right. That was the last time they were they were there at WrestleMania. Oh, I know. That's, 20. that's the point I'm making. I know. That's they were where there. We're, that, that's where we're at right now. We're going. We're 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 back. You know, all all those years ago, right right now, right right there. Yeah, that's where all we're at. we need is Stone Cold and we're set. Because exactly. Undertaker's going to be there. Exactly. So we're 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 fast forwarding now. You know, to Matt Hardy and his situation. Matt, right. of course, let his WWE contract expire. Yep. He was a free agent as of March the 2nd. And as uh, we record this show right now, uh, he looks like he's AEW bound. Um, he, the, it's the, all but confirmed. Exactly. Uh, he showed up in the... Um, well, he didn't show up, but he was basically uh, hinted to be on being the elite. Yeah. Um, the young bucks at the end of uh, the video got a call from a nine one eight area code, which is the area <laughs> code for Cameron, North Carolina. Uh, we fast forward to the free to delete episode on YouTube with Matt Hardy and the bucks of youth. Yep. Show up and he says, "I knew you'd, I knew come. you'd come." So basically, like he just said, it's all but confirmed. Matt Hardy is all elite, right? And he will finally. Basically, get some sort some sort of a resurgence as far as his career goes because WWE really dropped the ball on the broken character. It was and a lot of it, you know. And I'm not going to necessarily put it so much on WWE. A lot of it has to do with, with Impact Wrestling and the, the legal, legal issues issue he was going through at the yeah. time. It killed a lot of the, of his momentum. Yeah, it did. WWE didn't do him any favors. I personally did not like the. I didn't like the tag team with him and Bray Wyatt. I didn't really like that. I didn't really like that. I didn't think it was bad. I just, I wanted more. I, I would, Bray, that's what Brady needed to bounce. Right. Brady needed to bounce off, and he did. Came back. Yeah. Re, re, you know, revitalized. Re, reju- you know, yep, rejuvenated revamp. his career. I think Matt's going to do the same thing with AEW. I think Matt's going to either, it's either going to be, he is going to be the exalted one, which I believe he probably will be. The exalted one for the Dark Order, yeah. Or he's gonna it's something else they got going on here. And, and you know, sp- speaking of real quick, um, you know, this is a perfect segue into Jake Roberts. Where right. Jake Roberts talked about dark the dark times. Are the, you are think dark he's the client? I don't think I don't think so. Matt doesn't need a promo guy. No, he does. Now, if you if you if someone is a promo, it, it could very well be either you know Lance Archer or Brody Lee. One of those two. He says the dark side. It's coming to TNA. Dark mm, times are coming to TNA. Which or, I'm sorry, Dark Side is coming for AEW. Dark times are coming for AEW. So, can we talk about that promo? God yeah. damn it, that shit was good. Yeah, that shit was good. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> it was. It, it was so uh, you good. know, I, I'm like, first of all, when I when I saw Jake's hair, <laughs> it, it reminded me of the episode of The Simpsons. When yeah, it, when a dude was like, I thought you was getting rid of sideburns. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. That's kind of where Jake's at with the one side, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the other side, or whatever. And 
if you notice with his jacket, it's kind of the same thing. One arm is bigger than the other. Yeah. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Two-Face. Right. So there's something going on here. And Jake is basically back to being the evil Jake Snake. And it reminds me of the Jake from 92, spin the wheel, make the deal with WWE, and trust me, in WWF. So that's kind of what we're getting here. And who is the client? He says... He's not here to take the whole pie, just, just your, your share. share, being Cody Rhodes, just your share. And the one thing hmm. that stands out to me with the entire promo is when he says, I was told a long time ago, if you respect somebody, you never turn your back on someone you respect, and you never turn your back on someone you fear, You're... and the motherfucker turned his back on Cody and Rhodes. Walked and walked away. Dropped the mic <laughs> and bounced. That's... That, that is, ladies and gentlemen, is how the fuck you cut a promo. That was excellent. That's how you do it. There was one part in that promo. He was like, "I used to put, I used to put a snake in the bag, right? And just to make you think about it. And once you thought about it, I had you in the palm of my hand, and I could spank your ass, right? <laughs> I was like, shit." The psychology coming out of this man's head is off the fucking charts. Right. Because he had the crowd in the palm of his hand, the whole promo. He's like, I'm not here to praise you. I'm here to slay you. Right. Which leads me to believe there was there was so much discussion on that promo and the, the hell Caesar. Right. The hell Caesar. Hell Caesar. Yeah. Hell there was Caesar. so much discussion on that. Right. So, it leads me to believe, like, who the fuck is he talking about? Somebody has an issue with Cody. Jake has got an issue with Cody. He says, you can go ahead and bring that one that trick That one pony, trick pony on Anderson. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, shit. But, so, I don't know. So, there, there are so many things on, on who his client may be. One being that there's 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 talk of the sleigh, the the death, um, Caesar killing the main guy in charge, which leads me to believe that it's Lance Archer, because Lance Archer was actually supposed to be on Dynamite right this past Wednesday, but he wasn't, um, and they may have delayed it for Jake. Because he probably needed a promo guy, and I don't think it's Archer. I think it's Archer. I think it's Brody Lee. You think it's Brody Lee? Yes. I think, and say we why? Because he says the dark side is coming to AEW, and when you think about darkness, you think about Brody Lee, Luke Harper, the Wyatt family. Yep. All the characters he's ever done have been have been dark, dark characters. So. He could be that guy. You know, if it's Lance Archer, hey, that's cool. But I don't know if Lance Archer necessarily needs, like, a promo guy. I, I don't think he does. But because his promos in New Japan were getting better. But I think it's him simply because his his slogan, if you will, is everyone must die. Everybody dies. Which Jake put a lot of emphasis on assassination, death, Caesar. Uh, the Ides of March thing, which leads me to believe that on the 18th, it's it's actually going to be him debuting. 
Whoever it is is going to be debuting on the 18th. I think he's, whoever it is that's going to debut is going to debut at Buzz Guts. You think so? Yeah, I really do. Because there was a lot of talk. Of the, the Caesar thing just, just put a whole new spin on it. And the Ides of March. So, there's there's a lot. There's a lot there. Jake went deep. No, he did. He fucking went deep with that promo. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's one of the best ones I've heard in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm glad AEW is utilizing the man. Yeah, definitely. Imagine what would happen if he would have showed up on SmackDown with The Fiend. You missed out on that one, WWE. You missed out on that one. Oh, that would have been... Oh. Right. Oh. What if Jake is the exalted one? He, you know that whole thing. Dark, the dark side is coming. Dark order. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But you know, Randy Orton also commented on Jake's return by showing a clip of him RKOing Jake. Oh shit! Which people will be like, "Oh, he took a shot at Jake." No, he's not. He's putting the man over. Like you know, hey, good, good shit, because. Randy's friends with Cody. Right. You know, fucking Bob is friends with Jake. Yep. So, stop reading so much of this shit. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Speaking of Randy, uh, he actually had a good, he actually had a good promo on Raw. I didn't didn't see it. That was actually a really good, it was strong. It was strong. Um, And when Randy Orton is on, he's fucking on. Right. Um, he cut a he cut a hellacious promo on Beth Phoenix, basically blaming her for what he did to Edge. Why? Because she turned him soft. Basically, he was like, "If you'd have did your job, then uh, I wouldn't have had to do what I did. You're uh, you enabled him to get back into a wrestling ring. Uh, you enabled him to put his life and his career in danger, and so he wouldn't be a good father to your kids. He he went he went." Off. So he, so he's mad. The storyline reason he don't want to see him in the ring to get hurt. Right. Ah. So he put him out of commission, so he wouldn't come back. That is the stupidest logic I've ever heard of <laughs> anything. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I like how you just destroyed that. <laughs> yeah. That that that's stupid. It's it's like the the constant. When someone turns heel, <laughs> I blame you people. You people are the reason why. You know, it's all because of you. Fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> That's the stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. I thought it was good. <laughs> right. But well, I, well, I'm sorry to be Mr. Buzzkill. No, kill away. It's fine. I have no feelings. I can take it. <laughs> That's, that is garbage. Uh, so... Segment three. Let's go over. So with the debuts that we are looking forward to, if it all happens, it should be epic. So Brodely debuting. Right. Uh, should be epic. Lance Archer. Lance Archer debuting. Yep. Should be epic. Mind you, I've been watching Lance Archer since he was Dallas in NWA TNA with Kid Cash. He was yep. like, Kid Cash is heavy. All right. And then when he basically became Lance Hoyt. And he had the, all those people in uh, Orlando at the sound stage in the front row be wearing those Hoytomania shirts. <laughs> so I, I remember all of that. Yep. 
So, with him debuting, it should be awesome. And then, eventually, if Matt Hardy debuts, that probably will blow the place apart. Right. Uh, let's look back in this segment. So, let's look back at some of the best debuts. Uh, we had talked a little bit off air about some of the best debuts. What's one of the ones you want to comment on? Ah, uh, shit. I, I would have to say probably one that I think was an important one um, would have to be Hulk Hogan's debut in WCW in 1994 when Hogan came and pretty much delivered a, a tremendous buy rate for um, WCW for his match against Ric Flair for the WCW World Championship. I thought that was a very, very big deal. Yep. And that's one of the, one of the better debuts I've seen. I, I have to also put up there uh, Scott Hall's debut on WCW Nitro that really because it was war. just so unexpected. It was unexpected. It started the, the basically the revolution of what would become the NWO. So that was an, another big one there. Um, cool debut, I have to say, would probably be uh, Chris Jericho's the WWF in 1999. Yep. You know that was a that yep. was a cool debut. It, That's one of my favorite debuts ever. Right. If I if I have to go and pick another one, I remember the, the time that uh, that Raven debuted. And oh, TNA. yeah. When he came out there the, the first time in TNA when he debuted, he uh, DDT Jeff Jarrett. After yep. Jarrett had won the NWA title in uh, Nashville. So, you know, those are songs that something to stick out. And in, in, I would say more modern times, dude, shit, AJ Styles, fucking Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. AJ Styles, AJ Styles showing up at the Royal Rumble popped everybody. Oh, yeah. Because when that that phenomenal came across the screen and everybody and it was in Orlando right. where he was known for taping yep. the uh, impact yep. uh, once they figured out it was him they popped heavy for that shit right. um, Jericho is also one of my, that's probably one of my favorite ones ever right uh, just because of how it how it happened because they did the whole New Year countdown. Granted, it was on August 9th, 1999 when he debuted. But still. Well, they were counting down to the Y2K right. thing at the, you know, right. so it's just stupid shit. But it, it, it fit. It did. Um, it, it did. It, fit. it did. And then when that pyro went off and right. then Jericho flashed across the screen, that, yes. And that was simply, once again, folks, they popped like that. Because of what he had done at WCW. Yep. He was just over on Turner. Yep. So when you come from Turner Network Television and you come over to the World Wrestling Federation's USA Network, you're going to get a fucking big pop. Yep. You know? Or even Lex Luger in WCW. Oh, well, even Lex Luger in, in WWF. Yep. He, you know, became the, uh, the narcissist. Yep. When he debuted. Because they built him They build him to be a, the, the next coming of Hogan. Right. Or they 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 put a lot they they put the machine fully behind Lex Luger right for that debut. Um, who else you got? Nash WCW not oh, yeah. as effective as Hall, but still effective. Well, that was effective because that was the first time when Nash debuted. That was the first time that we saw the crotch shop. Yep. on 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 TV. Yep. So that was. Uh, that was one of those things. I, I just, it, we we can talk about this all damn night. You know, <laughs> debuts. Yeah. Those those are some of the, the top ones. Yeah, remember that that really come to mind. And if I have to think of another one too, real quick, um, Ric Flair 
coming to the WWF in 1991 with the WCW Championship. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's book an old school match. Goldberg versus Hogan, Atlanta, Georgia. Goldberg wins the title. How would you have booked that differently? Or can you book that differently? Well, first of all, <laughs> if I had booked it, it wouldn't have been no damn Atlanta, Georgia at fucking Nitro. Oh, it, it, would, it would have been Starcade. That's where it would have been. Yep. So that's where I would have done things differently. That would have been that would have been it. Number number two. Now, do you think WCW showed their hand when they did that? Yes. How so? Because it it was a move of desperation for ratings. It was for ratings they because they were behind. They, in they the were ratings. behind WWF, so they put the biggest match they probably had on paper out on there. on a Monday night, yep. and it could have made way more revenue because yep. that shit was in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. <laughs> in a sold out Georgia Dome. I mean, it, it's and I mean, like I said, in in from a aesthetic point of view, it's very the presentation is very crowd pleasing, right? To open up a show like that and see all the people in there like that. Now, could WWE or I should say, could WWE have done that same number by booking, let's say, Starcade at the Georgia Dome? Yes. Yes. They would have exceeded. Oh, hell that yeah. Number. Hell so yeah. So that's why I say, just like the big money matches that they did in Sturgis for free. Right. At Roll Wild. They could have. I. That's why I say it can't be booked. We can't, we, we can't do it because I would not have done it. It <laughs> right. doesn't make business sense to do that. <laughs> that's the whole point. I'm, I'm not booking. Goldberg versus Hogan on fucking Nitro for the belt. <laughs> I'm saving that shit for Starcade or Halloween Havoc. And truth be told, WCW considered Halloween Havoc their WrestleMania. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. They considered Halloween Havoc their WrestleMania, huh. not Starcade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's right. Uh, well, when you put it that way, some of the best matches they had were on. Halloween happened. Yeah, they looked at Starcade as the B show. Wow. Yeah, it's I not. Did not it's, know it's, that. Yeah, it's not. It's it's funny when you, when you think about it like that. But yeah, they did not consider Starcade to I be their their WrestleMania show. They considered it to be Halloween Havoc. Because I thought Starcade was like the WrestleMania. I thought it was too. But wow. listening to and I've heard this from two different podcasts. Eighty three weeks with Bischoff and. Tony Schiavone is wife and win. Ah, that's the horse's mouth right exactly. there. Exactly. They both mentioned that it was Halloween Havoc. That was their their main event wow. show. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Right. I wouldn't I would not have thought that. Yeah. But going back to it, yeah. Now that you say that, because some of the biggest matches ever right. happened on Halloween Havoc. Yep. Hmm. So to answer the question, so I you can't book it because I would not have done it. <laughs> That's the thing. I would not so, have done it. What's the outcome of not having that match on a nitro? The outcome of not having it on a nitro, it it would be we make money 
We're, we're going to draw money in pay-per-view buys to make people watch and make people pay for this shit. Does it help them? Yes, because you need to turn a profit. But right. does it help you to turn a profit for an organization that doesn't really want wrestling to begin with? Maybe no. not. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing. I it mean, well, now you... Money you look, they make. Right. Turner... Turner executives didn't want WCW TV. They didn't want the company. They didn't want anything to do with professional wrestling. So they could make, you know, a trillion fucking dollars. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So and look at them now. They have wrestling back on fucking Turner. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it's doing well through through 23. Right. So there, there you go, right there. Yeah. So there, you know, there you go, Jamie Counter. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome. Right. I think that's it, man. Anything yeah. else you want to add? Nah, that's 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 pretty much it. You know, we're just gonna try to come out here and and try to get on a schedule where we can uh, consistently do some uh, podcasting. Well, now uh, you're now you're off on Fridays, so exactly you know, that that works out really well. Exactly. So we should be able to to, to do some things, come up here and, and shoot the shit, and yep. uh, you know, come out here and talk about sports entertainment, professional wrestling. And, uh, and get it done. And I'm I'm looking forward to May as we get closer to to double or nothing, and the the scene plays out. Uh, we'll be in Vegas. Yep. For that show, yep. so uh, that should be that should be a ton of fun. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Jericho and singing my ass off with Judas. <laughs> that, that's it. As soon as I do that, I'm leaving. Have you been Have you been learning the song? Oh, you fuck yeah! I've, I've been learning the damn song. I was fucking reading the lyrics to it just last night, as a matter of fact. So yeah, I'm ready for it. Double or nothing, AEW. It's gonna be too sweet. Awesome. Well, this is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for rocking out with us. Uh, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button, follow because we will be dropping more podcasts on hopefully on the regular and uh, we'll get back at you. In the meantime, this is your host for Wrestling With Our Thoughts. You guys have a good day. Peace.